Calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Each week we'll recap and discuss a new episode. So come join us and our amazing guests from creators to cast to superfans to chat about all things Avatarverse. It's Fire Nation time. Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar Braving the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. The Last Kids on Earth and their superhero alter egos are back in the latest installment of the graphic novel spinoff series, The Last Comics on Earth, Too Many Villains. Jack, June, Quint, and Dirk face their biggest challenge yet, creating the sequel to their hit graphic novel in a mad dash, puzzle-filled race across Apocalyptia to stop the biggest evil plan in history. Hey, you know what the creators of Last Comics on Earth's evil plan is? Make me and my kids love these books. Seriously, my younger kid is a huge fan of both the Last Kid series and the Last Comic series. It's true. And now I'm hooked too. The whole team has created a delightful cast of characters with some fantastic kid-friendly art throughout that will appeal to readers of all ages. Buy your copy of The Last Comics on Earth in stores today. You can also visit lastkidsonearth.com to learn more. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming out to Comic Book Club Live. Please give it up for your hosts, Alex, Justin, and Pete. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Comic Book Club. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And that's our man at the booth, Poop Bad Pro. Guys, we have some very exciting news, or more specifically, Justin has some exciting news. You uh, got to eat at a restaurant today? I came fresh (laughs) from my usual restaurant, the Bubba Gum Shrimp Company up in Times Square. Why would you? Why? I have some. Why? I grew up in the country. I have some relatives visiting, and they wanted to go there. What? And so I was like, they're going to see Frozen on Broadway, everyone's favorite Broadway show. Sure. Uh, Sure, Definitely not an (laughs) out-of-town tourist show. Um, And they were like, we're going to kick off the eating with the Bubba Gum Shrimp Company. But were you like, hey, please? eat at any other place. I didn't want to get in there. That's business. a Michelin star restaurant. Dude. Shut yeah. the fuck up. No, I no, don't. there are Michelin tires hanging on the wall. <laughs> oh, that's, that's what I mean. That's what it's Michelin tire restaurant. Uh, so, but it, it's so crazy being in there because Forrest Gump is such an old movie, and you're inside it like, hey, remember this? I'll, I'll tell you what. We were talking about this a little bit before the show. Uh, I went there once, maybe a decade ago, maybe longer. It's really changed. <laughs> it was weird then. Yeah, like uh, ten years ago, I was like, why is there a Forrest Gump? Theme restaurant. The waiters are like, "Do you want to do some Forrest Gump trivia?" And everyone was like, "What? Fuck!" <laughs> Even the country, my country elders were like, "No, no one has seen that movie." Yeah, here. Tom the Hanks children. was at the next table over. He's like, "What the fuck are you talking?" about? I, it was weird. He was about to come out in character, and then he didn't. Wow. What modern? What comic book movie would you want to theme a restaurant around? Oh boy, modern one or like old one, like the Billy Zane Phantom or something? Oh, that would be sick. <laughs> That's. I mean, that would be applicable. Name one thing inside that restaurant besides uh, Billy, Billy Zane's. Zane. <laughs> Billy Zane's millions or thousands. Yeah, that's it. Just Billy Zane. Uh, great. Uh, Pete, do you want an Avengers Endgame, the restaurant? Uh, I think Punisher restaurant would be great. Yeah, exactly. A wow. Punisher a restaurant? Punisher. Yeah, yeah. So now what is, is that? Is it picnic themed? What's going on? Yeah. Oh, that's fucked up. Uh, yeah, you're, cla- you're clapping. Come on, yeah, that's good. Come on, people die. People die. No, the 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 lunch is picnic theme. Then dinner's like super fucked up. <laughs> yeah. uh, you stick around for the whole thing. Hey guys, oh, hang out for yeah. dinner. We have it in a van. Yeah, oh, that's that's messed up. That's messed up. Uh, great. 
Cool. I'm very excited about the wait, show. Wait. That, what? Before we go, I just want to say a happy birthday to Aaron. Happy yes, birthday happy birthday to, to Aaron. One of our amazing yes. audience members, major Patreon supporter, all around amazing person. Yep. Great. Happy birthday, the Aaron. The queen of the slack. Yeah. Queen of the slack. It's queen true. of the slack. King of trivia. Oh, no, you guys are together. Okay, that's not going to work out. Don't worry about it. I'm very excited about the guests that we have on the show tonight. One of them is the writer of Captain Ginger and Bronze Aid Boogie for Ahoy Comics. The other one is the uh, artist and co-creator of The Wrong Earth for Ahoy Comics. And our third guest is, you might have seen her on a show called Glow on Netflix and also just heard her a little bit before from singing <laughs> our theme song. Ladies and gentlemen, Stuart Moore, Jamal Eichel, and Kimmy Gatewood! Yeah. Welcome, on, welcome, come have on! Have a seat, really have great. Have a microphone, have a seat. Thank great you for Hello. Great, great job. Hello. Uh, so great Hello. to be with you. Thank what a run you. for Alex's money on that uh, was. Really? <laughs> Set so all many those things, things to remember. It's amazing because I've seen you fuck up one piece of information, <laughs> but you nailed that, and that was like, Thank you. That was like Thank you. a real Thank Don you. Pardo over here. That's it. You guys can go. Thanks for coming <laughs> out. We appreciate this it. This is a you're, test. You're welcome. See you I'll see you yeah. later. Uh, Kimmy, it is so good to see you again. Hi, guys. It's Hi. great to be back. Thanks. And guess what? I still... Haven't read comic books. <laughs> oh, oh wow! I've that, this been is... to, I wrote your theme song. I've come on the show many times. That's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. sang songs about comic books. Yeah, right. still don't yeah. know anything about comic books. Yeah, well, uh, guess what? We yeah. haven't seen you in a couple of years now. Yeah. We're still sitting in the exact same same, <laughs> same order, same, same order, doing the same stuff. No, nothing's you're, changed on our end. You're right, in comic books, and you don't even know anything about comic books. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there's a glow comic book from Boom Studios. Have you checked yeah. it out? Have you read it? Did yeah, you have likeness I, I rights? Read, I read the first and second one, and then I just started looking to see if I was in the comic <laughs> <laughs> Nice. What a fan. <laughs> were you? Like, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. We okay. were in it. We were, the first one, not so much. And then uh, like the third and the fourth one, we were me and Rebecca were kind of nice. in. My comedy wow. partner, Rebecca Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. We started at this her. theater, yep. the People's Improv Apple, Theater. Apple yeah. Sisters. The Apple Sisters, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I've uh, only read the parts that I'm in, so it's pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> That's how Pete reads comics, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I draw comics. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about Glow Season 3. just yeah. came out on Netflix. It's yeah. awesome. It's so good. Even Thank Justin I just all. finished watching it. Everyone was giving me shit for not watching all the million comic book shows. And yeah. uh, they were like, you watch Glow. And I was like, oh, it's a good thing you're here. <laughs> it really helped me out of a bind. You're yeah. welcome, Jason. Yeah. Have you guys watched Glow? Have you watched Season 3 yet? Oh, there better be one clap. It's a comic book show. So it's and to be good. fair, it just came out, and it's a many episodes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's only five hours of viewing exactly. material. This is what so. I was saying. Yeah, I was yeah, saying yeah. this to Justin before the show. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. doesn't deserve a trophy for watching. It's not a trophy? <laughs> what is it? I'm not bragging about it. I'm just saying that's something I did. <laughs> I said it's just five hours, and you're like, I want a trophy. Yeah. <laughs> and there's still no trophy here, but I got to say, five hours is a long time in our lives. Sure. I guess so. I mean, it's like how six episodes of Big Bang Theory. I don't know. That's not, <laughs> <laughs> that's not accurate. That's how it feels. That's how it feels. That's a weird no, scale to judge things no. by. So, uh, by since it seems like most of you didn't check out the season, we won't get into mild spoilers here. Yeah. Uh, but in the third season, uh -huh. the Glow Girls are all in Vegas. They have a residency there. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. you guys were, I assume, in Vegas for a while filming, I, right? I really thought we were going to go to Las Vegas, but we ended up in, in like, Ontario, California, which is way east, like, on the 10, basically. But they tried to do it in Vegas, but everything's 
looks like 2019. It's like lasers and tits, you know? It's like, it does not look like the 1980s. So we ended up in this hotel in Ontario. And then also downtown. That's how I remember the 80s. You know what? You're right. right. That's accurate. There was a lot of lasers. They made a big mistake. Yeah, but it, it was uh, it was it was awesome. I mean, I I've performed in Vegas a, a ton and know what kind of a, a strange city it is. And then our performers are kind of going through like what my other comedy partner Sarah Lowe goes through, which is like oh, grinding yeah. out a show in Vegas for years yeah. at a time and, and for the the for the Glow Girls, like wrestling every day for a year. Your body starts to give out and you just get bored. And uh, my character just drank a lot. Yeah, it is funny. You and Rebecca are mostly drinking and smoking weed. <laughs> yes. Like they're, they're in to the point where it's like, this is what we do. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? We're the only two moms in the cast. <laughs> yeah. Really, really funny. So like, what do they think of us? Uh, like, live out your dreams, Kimmy and Rebecca. <laughs> uh, there's a great standalone episode about midway through the season uh, where you guys yes. are in the desert the entire time. What yeah. was it like to film that one? That was the absolute best. It was the first time that we were there. Just the girls were there and we were having scenes just dealing with each other. It was almost kind of like a bottle episode, I I guess, but out in the middle of the desert and like our characters interacted with each other in such a profound way. It was, you know, us laughing, doing bits and then just crying. Like Aww. everybody was like really just crying a lot at all these amazing stories. And Ellen and Jackie, who play Melrose and Jenny, uh, brought their real life stories to that campfire scene. Like that's based oh, on like shit. their their real lives. Um, so it was a particularly moving episode for the cast members. Wow. And like we were out oh, there you know, every day for six days, and it, it it was my favorite episode I've ever done on Glow. Oh wow, wow. yeah, that was great. Uh, another big thing that happens this season, and again, this is getting into spoilers, but you and Rebecca got split up. Yeah, that was heartbreaking. That was very hard for me. Yeah, that was to hard watch for me, Kimmy Gatewood. Uh, Stacy <laughs> was all about it. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, but I missed my other half. I would yeah. be like, Hey, does anybody want to do a bit with me? Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> solo performance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was. That was definitely uh, strange. I knew it was coming. Like they're pretty good about letting us know mm-hmm. what's coming. But uh, I, I was so happy they brought the beat down biddies back, and then they were just yeah. like, "And now we take it away Aww. from you, yeah. and you play a racist character." Yeah. yeah was what was tough. that like too? Because uh, you channeled that character so well. You channeled. Well, I haven't seen you in a while, but so what are you yeah. doing? No, no, that's very. We haven't seen you. You're still uh, racist. I, though, right? I just think about like we the, talk about that every week. We apologize after you sing the song to me. We're like, sorry about our racist Our song. racist theme song. <laughs> it's amazing how many... <laughs> I think, I mean, like in wrestling, obviously, like uh, Chavo, our, our coach, uh, kind of said it best. Like there's uh, heroes and there's villains. Much like comic books. See, I'm connecting the dots. Good. You, um, did. you really did it. But, you know, like it's g- if you're going to play a villain, like Rebecca and I also had to play like KKK members in season one. Yep. Yeah. Like yeah. they're like, okay, if you're going to play a villain, play the worst villain that you can. So play like, I say it in the show, Bond villain. But it was strange when they told me because they warned me about it. And I was like, okay, <laughs> uh, political climate, okay. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah it, was, it was a bit nerve wracking, but then I just decided to, to go for it because what else are you going to do, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I know this isn't really up to you, but have you heard any inklings of Glow Season 4? Do you know what's going to happen? Any uh, ideas? Not yet. I don't know. They, Netflix doesn't tell us until about a month after the show airs, which is just like <laughs> your future. Right in front of you. Fun to have it in the air. <laughs> but you know, hopefully we'd start filming sometime in January 
and and uh, it, who knows? I, I have no idea what's going to happen. Like, we found out about Vegas when we all read the script for season or <laughs> episode 10. So we're like, okay. And then uh, we found out about Gina Davis being in the show when she oh, showed yeah. up on set. <laughs> we're oh, like, really? Oh, Gina wow, Davis? Wow. <laughs> like, who is that craft services person? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I recognize her from somewhere. She's tall. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And what, what an archer. Like working with her. What was it like bringing her in? Uh, she's amazing. We you know, we read this character, Sandy Devereaux, and um, former showgirl. We had no idea who it could be because we knew people that were auditioning for it. Uh, and then, uh, then Gina Davis showed up. And obviously, like, she's like a feminist icon without trying. She's got the Gina Davis Institute and... Mm-hmm. And she's apparently a fan of the show and, like, wanted to do this one scene uh, in uh, when she does the showgirl scene in episode nine, I think. She was like, I want to go topless. And I think her management was like, no. No. (laughs) Wow. But she's in, like, a full showgirl outfit. She was down for anything. And I think she really just... Complete. I mean, she. I felt very legitimized as a human being after working yeah. with her. I'm like, I'm on a show with Gina Davis. Did everybody know that? I I mentioned every time I drink. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny in the episode because all of you guys are there watching her, and you're all like, "Whoa!" And I was like, "That's real. Yeah, That's yeah, 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 yeah. real reactions right they there." Did, I mean, they they love to do this. Like the character Justine didn't know that Mark Maron's character was, or she 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 was the only one who knew that Mark Maron's character was her dad. She they didn't tell any of us, the mm, rest of us, oh, that. Wow. And and so they they. They love to do these little, little like, tricks. Yeah, little these tricks. tricks. Ooh, yeah. That's how they get you. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to say, it was, a, get it was a really funny, uh, that moment you had where you were passed out for most of the episodes and you just woke up and were like, what did I miss? That was hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah. improvised, that yeah, line. Oh, yeah. Nice. yeah. yeah. Also real. You were just wasted. <laughs> There's nothing better than getting a script where the scene is Stacy is passed out on the couch for the whole scene. <laughs> <laughs> Using my Not talents. addressed at all. <laughs> Do not, in fact, do not speak to her <laughs> at all, even on set. Do so, I need to reiterate furniture? <laughs> oh. So you always have a lot of stuff going on in LA. That's where you're based. We're very lucky yes. that you're in New York right now. I'm so happy to be here. Uh, yeah. Uh, but what's going on? What else is going on? What else do you want to plug? Well, Rebecca Johnson and I did a film called Consent um, yes. that will be out soon. You can see it at Holly Schwartz on Friday. I have another short film called Control, a part of, I guess, my C trilogy. Yeah. Consent. <laughs> Control. You guys, will you guys just email or email me? Oh my god! Cheeseburger, tweet. cheeseburger, do it as we a can trilogy. email you. <laughs> okay, great. For <laughs> all the fans out there, email me later. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, I'm doing a lot of uh, directing. I'll be directing an episode of the Babysitters Club on Netflix uh, wow. next season. Wow, Boy Crazy Stacy. I'm pretty psyched about it. Uh, and that was uh, the show run by Rachel Shukart, who's one of the writers for Glow. So yeah, oh, cool. and just have some things in development. Ooh, you know. speak. I like that. Thousand yard stare, you know. Yeah. <laughs> in New York, we say, I'm getting a hot dog. And that's <laughs> just like, that's our plans. We have about as far as that. Oh, yeah, and I, I play Coach Crowley in the show Atypical on Netflix, and that should oh, be out right. soon. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. She, I'm a hard nosed coach. Nice. nice. Awesome. You guys see it. Really? So turn on Netflix. You're going to see Kimmy. <laughs> uh, Stuart, let's turn it over to you. You got a bunch of books coming out with Ahoy Comics, and you're working on a bunch of stuff with them behind the scenes. Yeah. Uh, first one I want to talk about, though, is Captain Ginger. Captain Ginger. Which is yeah. basically Star Trek with human sized cats in space. Is yeah, that. I, I, I guess uh, I probably shouldn't have described it to you that way before because legally I probably shouldn't say oh, that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. Um, it's like the Orville. It's 
Yes. <laughs> nice. Okay. Probably more like the Orville. Yeah, actually. really yeah. light up the Orville it's fan a, base. For <laughs> yeah. I think is what got um, him. Yeah, basically the premise is that the the human race has died out, and um, aboard one starship, the cats kind of evolved and took over. Um, so they're struggling to learn how to um, how to run everything. Like the the controls aren't really built for creatures with no opposable thumbs and claws. claws um, yeah. So they have to figure all that out. No, um, it's fun to watch them like paw at stuff. Yeah. It's yeah. Really, that's, that's, that's the yeah, thing that I wasn't real. really yeah. expecting about the book. I expected it to be like hard sci-fi cats in space type thing, but they're really rolling around with each other. Well, yeah, there's a, I mean, it, half of it's an excuse for a lot of cat jokes. I, I created it for, um, for the artist, June Brigman, who I'd worked with before, brilliant artist, um, best known probably for Power Pack at Marvel, which oh, she's nice. just done a yeah. revival book. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you guys know it. Cool. Um, yeah, uh, and uh, we, she and I had done another project called The 99, which was um, uh, published for the Middle East. There oh, you go. Yeah. Wow. Um, and, no uh, glow crossover. <laughs> <laughs> probably not. It's good. I'm glad you pointed that uh, out. <laughs> but... Uh, but uh, there was one scene in one story that never even got published that took place at a cat sanctuary, and I just gave the barest of descriptions, and, and June drew cats in every corner, cats fighting, cats, and dozens of them, each with their own individual personality, and I thought, there is something here. Mm-hmm. Um, she's, it, obsessed like, she's obsessed with cats. How can I get in on this? I asked her once how many she had, and she said, seven? No. no. And then she paused, and she said, Indoors, like, wow, <laughs> that's a she has ten now. Wow. So, uh, yeah, she's uh, she calls herself a crazy cat lady. Um, yeah, but I, I can never go to June's house. <laughs> <laughs> I am completely allergic, allergic to cats. Oh, no, like no. I would die. You just probably, on the doorstep. You probably can't even read the comic book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, but it's been fun. We did four issues uh, last fall that are collected in a trade paperback now, and I'm working on the uh, second series now, which will be out I think early next year. Cool. Well, there's a huge cliffhanger at the end, so it, definitely <laughs> check it out. It's getting, can they're, we spoil? Should we say they're, they're, dog, they're point, dogs. Yeah. yeah, there's also human dogs. Yeah, that they, they learn there are dogs out there as well. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I just thought that was so fun that, like, the again, like the dramatic hard sci-fi thing is a bunch of dogs standing up going woof 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 woof. <laughs> it's <laughs> dum, dum, a dum. very yeah, funny yeah. way to end it. So yeah. great book, definitely I, check that out. I but, laughed out loud when uh, the captain kind of leaned over and, and pawed the speaker and was like, "Mittens report," and I was just like, "Oh, <laughs> you're all in." Good. I'm all in at that yeah. point. Yeah. Cat guy over here too. <laughs> yeah, and you have another book with Ahoy as well. Yes, uh, Bronze Age Boogie, which is coming out now. Uh, that issue five, I think, comes out next week of six, and that's. Um, that's basically uh, it's it's about a it stars a barbarian teenage swordswoman who uh, kind of gets involved in two different Martian invasions in <laughs> 1975 and in her own time, which is 1975 BC. No. Um, so there's time travel, but what it really is is my sort of uh, mashup of a whole lot of 1970s comics and exploitation movie genres. Um, so there's a um, there's a sort of a badass street warrior in it. There's a kung fu master. Um, there are Martians. There are talking apes. Um, yes. you got to have talking apes. Um, so it's all... Um, Stuart, I love the way you calmly explain all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Such a gentle tone where you're like... He's in a pitch meeting right now. I'm developing this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot happening on this podcast at the same time. Yes. Um, so that's, uh, that's gotten... And that's gotten a really nice response. That, uh, that again, runs for... Runs through next month, and then there'll be a trade paperback in November. That and that's drawn by Alberto Ponticelli, who's uh-huh. a very talented artist. Uh, I met him during my brief time on staff at Marvel in two thousand two thousand one, um, and I've worked with him a few times since. He's great. 
And you do some stuff behind the scenes with Ahoy as yeah, well. Um, I, I, I call it ops because I think it sounds mysterious, which actually <laughs> yeah. would work better if I were wearing sunglasses, <laughs> um, leaning back in the chair. But it's a, it, uh, basically, I'm the organized one. So, um, <laughs> so I keep the schedules. I keep in touch with uh, the distributors. I sort of liaison to the production people and things like that. And it's interesting because most of my career, I've been a writer and an editor. And this is a different part of the business for me. And... Uh, and I like it. And it's actually, I find it easier to shift gears between writing, which I usually do in the mornings, and doing this sort of organizational work and dealing with other parts of the business than I do to switch from writing to editing. Because the muscles are too similar. Like, it's right. just a little too close. Cool. Well, this is probably a question for both of you then. And this is uh, transitioning Jamal over to your Oh, you're not well. talking to me? And, um, no, no, you oh, can weigh in with it as well. This is a question for everyone. Yeah, this is a question for everyone. Uh, Kimmy, Ahoy Comics, when you started it. Yeah. We live in a cool clubhouse. Um, it looks like a ship. We're um, all sailors. Yeah. Uh, so Ahoy Comics, it's... It's incredibly hard to start a new comic book company in this atmosphere. Right. Eh, you know, it's not. It's not. <laughs> it's not? Wow. Well, uh, well what? Ops no, guy, totally Ops guy coming out here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm totally kidding. It's easy. We got this. But clearly, Ahoy has come out strong with a bunch of new books. People have been talking about them, which is great. But what, what would you say Ahoy Comics is? What is the MO? What is the idea behind it? What makes it different from other companies? Trying to make each other laugh hysterically, constantly, wow. but just doing like really cool, fun shit. And just, I mean, that's basically what it comes down to. I mean, that's how Stuart and Tom pitched it to me, was just we want to do sci fi and fantasy, but we want it to be funny. And it doesn't have to be like, ha ha, laugh out loud funny, but it can be, you know, subtle, you can be sarcastic, it could be dark comedy, you know. But I mean, that's a lot, especially with. Uh, I think the wrong earth, especially, it's it's very much more in the dark comedy vein yeah. than anything else. It definitely the company feels very fun. The the way the books read and the, all the other extra back matter and mm-hmm. stuff like yeah. that is it. It really is refreshing in that way. When so many other like new books, it's just like oh the same thing, then commercials, and then you're done for the with the comic. Yeah, the back matter is an important part of it. Uh, that's uh, that our um, our PR guy David Hyde calls it. Uh, calls them comic book magazines because they yeah. have extra features in them um, which is nice that's just a, we, we want to give a little more a little more um, a little more bang for the buck and also give a place for writers to break in um, writing those little stories yeah. which we actually take over the transom through the web, through the website and we oh. found some really nice people that way oh, that's right. um, but it's a but uh, yeah aside from that like we <laughs> we argued a lot about you know slogans and taglines <laughs> at the beginning and the one i liked that we didn't go with was smart funny good looking um, which is kind of what we're trying for cuz um we really have been given um by our publisher Hart Seeley, we've really been given all the tools we need like um and tom pyer is the editor in chief and the writer and creator of um uh wrong earth and also mm. high heaven right. um and hashtag #danger which is coming out now which is very funny um but uh Tom was in. Tom and I were both editors at DC back in the early days of Vertigo, and that's how we know each other. Oh wow! And uh, Tom's been a writer for so long; people forget he's a brilliant fucking. Editor. Oh yeah! Like he's just very good at putting things together, putting teams together, making sure every little detail of the book works. No, absolutely, like uh, absolutely. So that's been that's been a good thing. Well, let's talk about the Wrong Earth because that was, I think, one of the the first big book out of the gate for Ahoy Comics. Uh, for those of you who didn't pick it up, it's great. The concept. The pitch. Uh, the the you... pitch is a happy, sunny vigilante 
swaps universes with his darker counterpart. Yeah. Yeah. Again, probably skirting uh, licensing things you can't talk about. <laughs> but it's as if the Adam West 60s Batman switched place with Ben Affleck Batman. Basically. And at the same time, a more extreme version of the Joker ended up in the 60s universe and vice versa. So, it's currently in development with me. You're <laughs> <laughs> just optioning everything. Start She's got money to burn. Start thinking you're here for the wrong reasons. <laughs> <laughs> I just optioned that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, wow. The wrong reasons? Oh, good, 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 good. I'm into it. But this book is so much fun, so dark right. at the same time. Where did the idea start with? Did it start with you, Tom? No, it started, it started with Tom. And actually, what happened was, you know, Stuart and I have known each other since, what, 2005, 2006? Yeah, we did two years on Firestorm together at DC. Yeah. Nice. And, uh, you know, so, and we've stayed in touch. We live in the same area. And I was just happened to be walking into this pie place near my house and Stuart was you there. You know, pie brings a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. It has for, for generations. For generations. And Stuart said... Thieves I was, with windows smelling pies and they're like, yeah. meet the neighbors. That's how I met my wife. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> You're a noted pie. <laughs> I am. I was just floating outside of a window on the yeah. pie smells. That's how like, I got glow, too. <laughs> <laughs> to a pie place. A lot of casting directors leave pies in the windows <laughs> to attract the hungriest actors. That's, true. that's who we have here. And they say, no more pie after you get the part. (laughs) (laughs) So that explains how you guys said the book. Exactly. Back to the meat cute. So I bump into Stuart, and he says, uh, Tom Pyre has this project, and I was wondering if you might want to talk to him about it. And I said, sure. I'm always up to, you know, listening to pitches. And, you know, Tom is... You know, on that that bucket list of people to work, I loved Our Man. I loved his Legion of Superhero stuff. Yeah. So he was, you know, on that bucket list of guys that I've always wanted to work with. So I talked to Tom, and he pitched me the idea for the Wrong Earth and the the, the basic bones of it. And I said, "Wow, this sounds like a really great idea." And then over the course of a couple of months, we sort of kind of finalized what. You know these characters were going to be. It was actually it was really funny because the way that it really like how we landed on Dragonfly and Dragonfly Man, who are the the heroes of the story, was I was in Japan. I went to Japan on vacation, and I was there for a couple of weeks. And bragging, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's better really play into the story here. <laughs> it, it, it does. It feels like yeah, a, just like, a brag. And, and I got back. There better be a dragonfly <laughs> landing on. Oh no, there's dra- it's, Jap- it's Japan, so there's dragonflies everywhere. It's, it, oh, it, it, you yeah. know, you know what Japan's like. Yeah, yeah. they're really known for the yeah, dragon. We don't know. Well, no, it's, uh, very, very seriously. Um, uh, Samurai used to decorate their armors with dragonflies. Dragonflies represent the warrior spirit and gracefulness and, you know, a call to action. So, you know, Tom and I are trading emails, and I'm telling him all this stuff about, you know, dragonflies in Japan. He goes, wow, that's really funny because dragonflies in Europe are com- considered completely evil. They're called, like, the devil's eye, like the devil's eye sticker. You know, it's like, we've got our heroes. We've got dragonfly and dragonfly man. We have our... Sun, the Dragonfly Man and Stinger, who are very much in that sort of 60s pop vein. Fun. And then uh, the darker, more sadistic 
version of Dragonfly who is perfectly willing to torch his enemies upon meeting them and, you know, makes no bones about it. One of uh, the things I think is most interesting from an artistic perspective is you are designing all the characters twice. You're right. doing the good versions, quote-unquote good versions, and the evil versions. Uh, was that fun to do from your perspective, or was that a chore because you're like, oh, I just came up with this No, design. no, it was absolutely a blast. It's, it's it, it works towards the designer in me because uh, you're... You come up with one idea and you're kind of deconstructing it and trying to find like the alternate version. So like the villain in in uh, the wrong earth is called number one, and number one exists across the multiverse. So the uh, the Earth Alpha number one from Dragonfly Man's Earth, which is like the much more sunnier version, is sort of a cross between. Uh, Liberace and <laughs> Cesar Romero and a little bit of John <laughs> Astin thrown in for a good measure. And then his, you know, the Earth Omega version is Gary Oldman mixed with uh, the, 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 the... Jared Leto? Jer- no, no Jared no? Leto. No, oh, um, okay. very, no, very specifically... Uh, Cabaret, the MC from Cabaret, from the uh, Joel, Joel Gray. no, not Joel, not the Joel Gray version, the uh, from the, uh, Alan, the studio, Cumming? Alan Cumming version from the Studio Fifty Four okay. run. So you know, <laughs> but, you know these are hyper specific. <laughs> I'm in. Yeah, no, yeah, you know, that's the theater nerd in me. Like, yeah, it's yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but you know, much more sadistic, and then trying to come up with body language for all the characters. You know, you know, Dragonfly Man. Stands with his hands on his fist, and Dragonfly lurches around and skulks. And the same, you know, uh, there were scenes where I was drawing the Omega version of Number One, where he's just sort of like, almost like listening back and forth and just leaning everywhere, kind of like a drug addict, you know, but just sort of high off of himself, you know, more than mm-hmm. anything else, you know. To, so I love being able to break characters down that way, and creating different versions and then you know the the trade's been out for a while there is a third version of dra- of a uh, number 1 who's been introduced into the series who is from Earth Zeta and he is much more together than any other version and he's actually uh I sort of based him on Tim Gunn <laughs> Interesting. Wow, you're yeah. taking in a lot of culture. Oh no, absolutely. <laughs> crossing that'll, a lot of that'll, yeah. that'll lead into book two. Yes. I can't wait to see the Stacy Beswick from Glow version. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. I, I can be arranged. Can you know? be, yeah. Oh, oh wow. This side of the stage making deals, you guys. <laughs> uh, this book is great. You guys should definitely yeah. pick it up. Yeah. It's funny as you guys were mentioning like there's ridiculous jokes throughout where the one from the Adam West style Earth has things where he has uh, what is it it's not bullet repellent but like he gets shot oh it's the it's the it's the, the, the protein pill that he takes to the, right to, he takes bullet to, yes. pills yes, it, 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 it basically turns <laughs> the lead into protein right. and heals his wounds. So there's a couple of and jokes it's, like it's that. A, it's a, a device of his own making, of course. Yeah, and yeah. he has a, also has an anti-explosion spray. 
that, that protects him. Yeah. And the fun <laughs> bit there is on the more extreme version of the Earth, he does things like that, and everybody's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's great. It's just a fun, fun bit throughout. But at the same time, while you have this fun bit, you still feel the danger for the characters. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, so it's great. The trade's out now? The trade is out now. All right, nice. cool. Uh, Alex, very... I have a question for you. Yeah, what's we, we heard the word back matter. Is that, what, what is that again? That just means additional stories in the back, additional features. Oh, what did you think about it? It's a, it's a very suspicious <laughs> Kimmy, what do you just think? Just commercials? <laughs> then I heard the word back matter? <laughs> it's like a sex thing. <laughs> you know, I started Definitely in... thought it was sexy. Uh... <laughs> I started in book publishing. I've heard that term for a long time, and I never thought of it that way before. Yeah. <laughs> well, we ruined... There's the front matter, but then there's the back matter. You better take care of business. Check out specifically the back matter. Check out our back matter. And that is it for that portion of the show. Smooth transition hasn't changed in 10 years. Should I start saying, well, we're done with that? Alex is sort of more of a spoiled brat now. I don't know. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's no. move the show on, no. guys. We should move the show stack. on. No, okay, we'll move the show yeah. on. Give me some juice. <laughs> Honestly, okay. give me a little juice. Just control yourself. Do you have any juice? I will get you juice right <laughs> out. Here's my juice. You've had so much juice. You've had so much juice. You've had so much juice already. It's man no, juice. You have more juice. <laughs> Drink your man juice after. Pete, you're very good. You're well behaved. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, you are doing so good right now. Yeah. Let me just say that. You're going to get ice cream. Uh, all right, we're going to do a real quick snack here. First one we're going to talk about is Daredevil number nine from yeah. Marvel Comics. Yeah, woo's music. We'll pass oh. that along over there. Music. Uh, so I was curious to talk about this issue, particularly because I, I've been feeling a little bit of reticence on this Daredevil run. This is Chip Zdarsky has taken over Daredevil. Daredevil, Matt Murdock has given up the Daredevil identity. The kingpin of crime has decided to full-time be the mayor of New York. Uh, so he's stepped away from that. This issue, he falls back into it. He, well, what he's doing, though, like we want all of our superheroes to do is have a light existential crisis and discuss <laughs> the nature of God. Wait, wait, wait. This friends. is Matt Murdock we're talking about. There is right. never a light existential crisis. I was impressed that he did. I feel like he was like, all right, let me get Reed Richards. Let me play him in chess <laughs> and then say to him. Hey, do you think God exists? And then the look on Reed's face is like, why the fuck would, you know? (laughs) (laughs) The thing that's crazy about that to me, though, in the Marvel Universe and in comic book universes in particular, is they've met God. Like, in the case of the Fantastic Four. (laughs) This is right. They've met God. God, And God is Jack Kirby. Yeah. (laughs) They meet God in an issue, so he could pretty definitively be like, yes, we did one time. Well, but that's a crazy thing to say. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I met him one time. Oh, okay. (laughs) Wait a minute, wait a minute, Justin. This is, again, this is the Marvel Universe. If Reed Richards says he met God, you kind of believe him. This is a guy who's been to the negative zone. Well, he sort of says, uh, he's like, yeah, I meet a lot of uh, celestial beings. Like, uh, I don't know, man. He's like, I'm just trying to play chess and go off to have lunch or whatever. Like, he's very casual about the whole Well, the part that I wanted to ask you guys about, there's two things that happen in this issue in particular. Uh, First, Matt has befriended a woman at a bookstore who doesn't seem to be interested.
interested in him, uh-huh. and he's very thrown by that. So of course he proceeds to stalk her, of course, incessantly. Because, oh God! Yeah, very <laughs> responsible, not gross behavior. Uh, and he ends up at dinner with her. Turns out she is part of a large crime family, of course, uh-huh. and he's been brought to the dinner to antagonize her husband, which yeah. is a great position to be in. Uh, but by the end of the issue, they are in fact together. So that's one thing. And then the other thing is he Ew. very briefly puts yeah. on his mask exactly. yeah, at they, the end. Gonna, what I mean, do you that's think about these worthy. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, See, it is at the end of the issue in the back. Right, and exactly. That's where it happens. Uh, is so that what, the back <laughs> That's the that's just an ad. Yeah. Okay. What oh, is that an ad for? I don't know. Don't weird too deep know into it. it. Is. Huh. Uh, that ad's let's really get back into this weird sexual um, sexist spotlight. Well, let's talk about this. What did you guys think about this twist? Well, I thought it was really fucked up. What's also weird is we haven't had Daredevil as Daredevil yet in this comic. And he kind of asks God for a sign. He gets a sign. He decides to kind of put back on his blindfold for a crime. I'm finally like, great, Daredevil's back to being Daredevil. That's very exciting. But then, just when I'm excited that Daredevil's back, he makes the horrible decision of basically... Uh, going after a woman who is already in a relationship, and then it's called a marriage. <laughs> <laughs> sure, yeah, Alex, yeah. Care, stay on target. But it is, yeah. a crime. Yeah. is it crime? I, you know what? I absolutely agree with you, and I. But at the same time, like I sort of feel like this is who he is. Like, yeah, exactly. He makes fucked up decisions all the time. In like, a Daredevil com- comic, anytime a woman is introduced, he's going to try to. Date her like that's uh, that's not what he's doing here, Justin. (laughs) Was that? That's not what he's doing here. I thought he was just like the blind superhero, (laughs) some weird stalker dude. Exactly. Why do we highlight that part? Can't we just like push that to the side and all the justice? Blind justice, also stalker. (laughs) What I didn't like about it is that. I think it makes sense for Matt Murdock. You know, like we talked about when he was reading her, whatever you want to call it that he did, where he was like, huh, that's weird. She's not attracted to me. Right. I'm going to go after her anyway. That seems oh, very God. typical of Matt Murdock in terms of being putting himself in the absolute worst situations possible. But I didn't like the fact that she was into it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I agree. It was weird. It, it, it came... It felt like she was fitting the pattern of the comic as opposed to being a character exactly. in the right, comic. Right, right. And so that... Yes. Right. <laughs> Thank you. Well, you know... Oh, Kenny's going to be hyping the, a lot of our points <laughs> in, during the show as well. At, at the same <laughs> time, like, I usually enjoy Chip's work a lot. Yeah. yeah. And I, I'm curious to see where he takes this because he usually goes in very interesting places that, that you wouldn't expect. And I think there's That's probably more what, to her her interaction at the end of the issue than we're automatically seeing. I feel like there's a bigger story attached to it. Uh, absolutely, for sure. I, I think it's more just reacting to the way that this turned out at the right. end of the issue, which definitely made me recoil a little bit, put me off a little bit. But uh, yes, I'm sure there's more of a story. To the tell. first half, though, of the talking with Reed Richards about God, I thought was really cool and interesting and different. And it feels like he's going for sort of a Will Eisner vibe right. with this whole uh, arc. And like that's maybe why he's doing fucked up old-timey things. Back matter. Next one to talk about from Image Comics, Die, <laughs> number six. If you haven't been reading this book, uh, real good. It's about a group of folks who played a real-life D&D-style game. They were sucked into the game as kids. They came out of it totally damaged. 20 years later, they're sucked back in again. 
And issue by issue, we're finding out more about the characters. This one, we get to find out about one of the characters' dogs. And then, spoiler, watch the dog die. Oh. Oh. That's a bit of a... It's oh, not about but, watching the dog But I'll die. tell you what. Did you read the back matter? Oh. <laughs> because Kieran Gillen talks about this was specifically inspired by his dog dying. Yeah. Right. I mean, the dog, but it's a robot dog, oh. first off. Sure. <laughs> well, I just say you make it sound like, you want to read a fucked up book? <laughs> dog dies in this whole like fucking wow. Dog die. Yeah. And and sort of you have to read the a story sure. about his actual dog dying. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to watch the dog die twice. <laughs> and there's photos of it. Die. There's photos of his dog no. dying. Oh, man. Comic like, books are fucked up God. now. It's like Marley and me, but real. No. <laughs> wow. A lot of Marley Me fans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Still haven't seen Glow, though. Marley Bob, Bob, Bob. There's a new one, a dog die movie coming out. Oh, there soon. is. Yeah, a dog's yeah. journey. Amanda or Zayn. Are you co- the no. Why are these dog dying movies are so weird to me? There's like John Wick, I think. I think. You think uh, that? Oh, like, oh, John Wick is a dog die movie. Oh, John Wick Lord. was successful. Let's do one with no fighting and just the dog. <laughs> <laughs> just the dog dying, no fighting. That's what people want. Yeah, that's what they're into. <laughs> and it's also weird. It's a dog's journey is death. That's not is it? Good. Isn't it? There's I another one with race, a race car driver. The art of yeah. racing. The, the dog the, teaches the, the, the guy how to drive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just yeah. in the rain. It's pretty he clear. Dies in a car crash. It's yeah. very sad. <laughs> because he's like, you want to drive to the dog, and the dog can't drive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the real lesson. So, dogs can't. I think I smell a comic book in the works. Back to die. What did you guys think about this issue? Uh, I think this comic is great. This yeah. comic is very good. Uh, it has just the right amount of dog death that I want. <laughs> <comic>. One. <laughs> but uh, it, it, what I do like about it is uh, just the fact that, like, in this role-playing game, they're dealing with real-life consequences, and, you know, the characters are talking about the toll that this game has taken on their real lives. And, uh, yeah, when you play a D&D, it takes hours, you know? Like, other people get pissed that you're still playing the game, you know? Yeah. So it's like, uh, uh, this is a real heightened version of that. Uh, but... Uh, <laughs> Crazy take. The art, the art is amazing. Who got pissed at you, Pete? Yeah, who's, what? who's shutting down your D and D life? No, yeah. no, I'm the guy going like, when is this shit over with? Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. oh yeah. wow, you're the bully in this. Yeah, side. Yeah, yeah. interesting. Uh, so but you, yeah, I, I so think you're this, bullying this comic book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, stop, stop the madness. No, but I, uh, I'm, I think this is a very creative take, and uh, the issues have been very enjoyable, and the art really is unbelievable, and the inking and the coloring. Yeah. Great book. All right, that is it for the stack. Guys. Great transition. What? That was the greatest transition. Thank you very much. Job. I'm working on it. I'm really, <laughs> I'm really growing up. He's learning. Uh, time for uh, my favorite section, because you guys make it up at your audience questions. Yeah. And for Yay. that, all you have to do is ask a question either for our amazing guests or for absolutely anybody about anything. If you have more questions about Pete's Bullying D&D folks, that's great. Uh, raise your hand, you're going to get some free comics. I saw this hand up first. What's your name? What's your question? My name is Kevin, and uh, going off the discussion of back matter, uh, certainly... <laughs> yes! This is yes! Really speaking to the guests here. <laughs> um, what are some of your favorite examples in comics of times either you know the story expanded into the back matter or uh. even into the ads, you know, when it went beyond just the comic story itself, or conversely, if you don't have an example of that, 
a term from comics or television that you misunderstood for like a long time and no, thought it was something completely different. That's when, I, when I was uh, five years old, I had an issue of Action Comics where Superman fought someone called the Annihilator, and I really thought it was pronounced Annihilator for like <laughs> 10 years. Yeah. So I could not wait to find out how he beat the Annihilator. I, I thought it was pronounced Adam Titanium for like 10 years until I mean, somebody makes, corrected oh, That yeah, makes sense yeah, in a lot of yeah. ways. Yeah. Um, the term trade paperback for a long time, I was like, what? <laughs> trade yeah. this? I have to trade this with another person? <laughs> I got to trade this for paper? Okay. Uh, give really me, I, want my, I want my paperback. I want to <laughs> trade my paperback. I mean, the first question about like great back matter, one of my favorite comics of all time is Starman, and uh, James Robinson yeah. used uh, the back, uh, the letters page area to do the uh, letters uh, pages from the Shades Journal for a lot of it. And then also, it was one of the first comics I read where... He really created a culture in the letters page of people like talking about uh, stuff they collected and like people seemed really excited about contributing there. For a long time, it really uh, kept the, that part of the comic really alive. Is Back Matter like closing credits? It's yeah. like... Because uh, I love The Incredibles closing credits. <laughs> it's sort of like closing. It's like a, a post-credit scene of something completely different. Oh, okay. And also post-credit letters scene. from yeah. fans. Okay. Or like a short feature that somebody accidentally put at the end of the movie instead of in the beginning. That's kind of weird. It's like okay. when the movie ends and see your friends like, like hey, uh, that was good, but do you know about this other thing I'm interested in? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, sort don't, of like, don't leave yet. Don't yeah, leave, don't leave yet. yet. I, have, I want to talk to you for four more minutes about something completely different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know what a best boy was forever. That yeah. girls could be best boys. You know what a best boy is? Wait, what does a best boy do? I don't know. Tell me. No, no, no. Best boy is part of the electrical uh, crew. Yeah, basically, yeah. don't they just like tape things down pretty much? A lot. Well, they don't, don't, just don't say that to <laughs> Don't say that to the best boy. It's our safety. A <laughs> lot of gaffers tape. Why, yeah. why is it a best boy, though? I feel like there's better boys on set. Right? <laughs> The, well, do I, don't, nope. I don't. I don't know, know where the term came from, but it, I always thought it was a, very it's charming. A great, it's like a gradation above. Like it's like, oh, you're the one that is specifically we can trust to do this one. Yeah. It's <laughs> no. like, like, there's like no, it's like who's available on Thursday for hundred dollars? <laughs> right. There's key grips, best there's grips. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. Oh, grips. Uh, Pete, do you have an answer for? Well, uh, uh, I was calling uh, Dark Side Dark Seed for a while. Mm. Um, that's, that's definitely wrong. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and um, but yeah, I never was a big fan of the back matter, uh, just because uh, I and you guys know this. I don't like reading. Uh, I, <laughs> yeah. I like comic Peter. books because it takes pictures and uh, less words. I will uh, say sometimes on that tip, like you read a comic that's ha- so many pictures, and you get to the back matter, it's just, just words. It's like, oof, I got to climb this. Bigger mountain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, I, uh, yeah. I already did this work. Yeah. Now I got to do this reading I, shit. I will tell you, and I feel bad about this, but Criminal is like that for me, where uh, this is Sean Phillips and Ed Brubaker's uh, oh, anthology yeah. book about crime stories. And it's so dense, and there's so much character stuff going on. Anyway, I read the book, and then you get to the end, and somebody's like, here's an essay about crime stories. And I'm like, nah, I'm out. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. Honestly, the, um, the, one of the reasons there are so many prose stories in the back of the Ahoy books and this is getting into some deep comics history, but it was Tom Pyre's idea because he said 
back in the 50s and 60s, sometimes comics would have these little short stories in the back. And the reason was because in order to qualify for second-class mailing permits, they had to be legitimate magazines, which means they oh. could be just full of stupid pictures all the time. You know? <laughs> so, um, so, so these things were always terrible, and they were always written by the assistant editor like an hour before the book had to go to press. Like, they were just awful. And there'd be detective stories or little standalone science fiction stories. And we just got thinking, what if they were actually any good, you know? And that's that's how the idea sort of came into yeah. Ahoy Comics. What if we did it but good? Did, that's a yeah. good that's a good impulse. That's very cool. <laughs> uh, great question. Oh, this hand just shot up right over here. What's Glow your fan. <laughs> What's your name? What's your yeah. question? Uh, my name is Ron, and uh, Ms. Gatewood, you're coaching. You can call me Kimmy, honey. Miss Gatewood. Kimmy, your co-star Betty Gilpin recently yes. did a film called The Hunt, which uh, I know is being yes. shelved due to some the subject matter. It is. It's yeah. getting shelved. Yes. Oh goodness! Yeah, it is. just uh, <gasps> came out. I think of maybe today or yesterday they're fully not going to release it at all, which is oh. bad for her. I mean, oh my god! All of you work in the entertainment industry find that difficult sometimes to avoid offending certain people? Do you feel that we should push the envelope more now than ever? May I? Oh, yes, uh, Kimmy, sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry, no, no, Miss no, no. Gatewood. No, 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 go, no, go, no, no. no. <laughs> please, please. We have time for everyone to have okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody, Everybody can be Miss Gatewood today. To yeah. Everybody. When I first met you, I put you in my phone as Kim Skateboard. So <laughs> yes. I don't know. It's still my favorite <laughs> yeah. nickname ever. I don't know why. Autocorrect. <laughs> yeah, no, go ahead. I'll, I'll chime in after uh, you. Uh, okay. No, um... I have had, in, over the course of my career, I have had many, Stuart and I had a, a period when we were working on Firestorm where uh, when DC Comics had their old message boards, things got so ra- so racist that they had, because we had introduced a black uh, replacement for the original character. Oh my God. And then, you know, <laughs> like halfway through, like they had, basically... What had happened, just to catch up, there was a series called Identity Crisis that DC mm-hmm. published where they revealed the fate of the original Firestorm after we had introduced this new character without telling anybody what had happened to the, the original. Yeah. And the, uh, the original had been killed very quickly, swiftly, you know, rather unceremoniously. So uh, someone started a message, a, uh, a thread on the DC message board called Ditch the Black Dude. Wow. wow. Oh. And it turned into just this litany of just, it went on for w- weeks, just thousands and thousands of posts. You, you know, I think at one point somebody had like linked it to like stormfront.org or something oh. and it just got, it got so bad they actually had to shut down the message board and reopen it like weeks later under heavy, heavy moderation. So, and then I had to deal with it on other projects, too. When I was on Supergirl, uh, I did a, an interview with uh, Newsarama at the time because one of, the things, one of the changes I had made to the character was I had put, on, put shorts on underneath her skirt because of a conversation I had with the then editor, Matt Idelson, where he basically said, I never want to see Supergirl's panties again. Because the artists who had been on the book previously had like that it, the outfit much, just kept know. getting tinier and tinier and tinier. <laughs> so I went in the opposite direction and you know 
not completely clothe her because I wear shorts under my skirts. Yes. Yeah. And so, you know, (laughs) so, so, so did my nieces and, you know, and, but it became this thing where we were accused of being anti-man and, you know, uh, you know, know, we were trying to take away her sexiness and I, you know, kept trying to say, I came here for panties. No, that's exactly. No story. I came here for panties. Kimmy, Kimmy, it got so bad. <laughs> that a guy, there was this one guy who posted on every single comic book related message board. He went by the screen name Larry Gardner. He was so pissed off. That sounds that like a real name. <laughs> he was so he was so pissed off that he started a super a, a disgruntled Supergirl fan page. It's still online. All these wow. years later. Wow. Where, because of shorts. Because of shorts. Because, because of shorts. Because we had taken the sexiness away from Supergirl, Yikes. a 16-year-old superhero character. Yikes. So you're going to piss uh, off somebody. It doesn't yeah. matter what you do. You're going to piss somebody. Somebody's going to, especially in the politically charged atmosphere that we are living in right now. So my guiding star has always been, you know, to thine own self be true. You got to satisfy your own creative impulses before you can please anybody else's. So you can't worry about what anybody yes! else... <laughs> yes! Clap. You can't worry about what anybody else yeah. is going to say because then if you're always policing yourself, you're not putting out the best product you can possibly put out. So I, yeah. think, yes. that, I think that artist with the panties felt the same way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, to to just jump on that. I mean, I think that um, art and artists are outcasts, usually, (laughs) and are, like, want to, uh, they have different points of view. Whether we agree or not, I think it's important to be producing art, and the fact that, you know... Like there was, um, there was a show, uh, the reboot of Heather's when that came out. Um, there was one episode where they were doing a um, like a mass shooting drill, and that episode was too heavy for TV Land or, or Paramount Network, and um, and they pulled the whole series and. I saw the episode and I was like, "This is satire, clearly." But you know, headlines often beat art, and and it's very disappointing when, then when money kind of takes away these these points of view. I'm very sad to hear about that about Betty's movie, but uh, I, I truly think that art is meant to incite whether I agree with it or not. I mean, I saw Oklahoma and I was pissed off at the end. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm still talking about it though, and I think as long as we're still talking and being civil, I think it's okay to incite. It's just when mean words and bullying come out. Yeah, the yeah, intention will, you know. is huge there. I, yeah. You want to, go ahead. Well, I just wanted to say, I, I, I do think there's something, there's something going on in the entertainment industry in general, which is we've had such consolidation of ownership uh, of the major companies by a few corporations, and they are naturally going to be a bit cautious. Um, and the fewer of them there are, the more cautious they're going to be, which isn't a really good thing. It does open up spaces for like small upstarts like Ahoy Comics mm-hmm. to come up. And, uh, <laughs> and we did pick up a book called Second Coming, which some yeah. of you may have heard of. Second issue's out Great. tomorrow. Um, 
which is about uh, Jesus Christ, uh, the Son of God, moving in as roommates with a superhero um, who is emphatically not Superman, okay, even though he's aggressively not Superman. Thank you for claiming um, that Jesus Christ is the but, Son of God. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Comma, not, uh, Son of God. There are multiple that Son of, like, multiple. Jared. But, but basically, D- DC dropped the book, and it was, it was when their new management was coming in, when they, the the Time Warner merger with um, AT&T, and it just became too hot for them. Um, The book itself is not at all... I would say it's not at all mean-spirited. It's not even... I I keep saying I think superhero fans are going to be more pissed off by it than than fundamentalist Christians. I I think Um, it's... And just in terms of what, you know, the company is doing, I think High Heaven is probably more blasphemous than, you know, than Second Coming is. Well, uh, just to jump in really quickly, because we reviewed it on our show here, and one of the things that I was so surprised and struck by Second Coming is... It's actually very reverent of religion. Like it explores what religion means. It's from a knowledgeable point exactly. of view. It's not just well, it's very thoughtful. And Mark Russell yeah. grew up in an evangelist household. He's talked about that, you know. And he doesn't um, he he doesn't follow that lifestyle now. But he uh, but yeah, he's familiar with it, and he's very very interested in the 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 core subject matter and the and the what what the message of Jesus Christ is, as opposed to what it's presented as in the modern society. Right. Maybe people would read Pete instead of just looking at pictures. Wow, here we if go. If they would just read. Let's get back to Pete. Read your fault. Pete, you have to read your fault. Uh, there's an article in Variety today about how Disney is really uncomfortable yes. with uh, Deadpool. And they're like... Interesting. They're that like, does oh, not surprise me. We yeah. don't know. They're like, the article is saying like, they don't know what to do with it because they want to integrate. Their, their cutoff is PG-13. Disney Plus, uh, their new uh, over-the-top streaming thing, is going to be very... It's all PG-13. So they're stressed, and it will probably affect the But content. it makes a lot of money. It makes like, a lot of money. And they have yeah. made the calculation that like we want... There's more money to be made if it's a family thing as opposed to doing something that the artist wants to do. But on the tip of The Hunt, uh, real quick, that is a movie about hunting people and so they were like oh we can't do that because there was just a mass shooting there was a mass there's been so many mass shootings it's crazy they're like oh we can't that's do that that's what stopped Heathers like and, a exactly. year and a half ago and I think one of the big things about our culture right now is like oh we can't talk about that but that means we're going to keep living in this cycle of it's happening over and over and over again and it Having stuff where it's like, oh, I'm offended by that, it makes me you think about it more and actually deal with it as opposed to touch. You can't touch the hot stove, and then it just keeps happening over and over and again. So I do think like running away from stuff like that is dangerous. It's actually dangerous for our culture. Right. The, yeah. yeah. If you couldn't hear that on the podcast, he was saying that The Hunt is produced by the people who produce Get Out and The Purge. We, we haven't seen the movie. We haven't read the movie or anything like that. Uh, it's, I, I agree with Justin, though. It's, they've made the movie. What's, uh, I hesitate to say what's the worst case scenario, but if you think about it, like if the movie's bad, it comes out, people are like, oh, it's bad, and they move on. If it's really good, it makes them think and talk about things, to Kimmy's point earlier. Uh, it doesn't necessarily drive people to do the things that they think it's, they're going it's to do. It's not like it's a pro <laughs> right. shooting movie. <laughs> right. Like, and, but it's crazy to me where it's like we have to regulate this movie that it probably is having a, some sort of take on it where it's like this is fucked up. It's like a satire, yeah. some kind of thing. Well, I there. think also the point is with anything 
you're not being forced to go and see yeah, you can do it it's not you... mandatory you have a choice i mean if and you're going to talk about violence it's not like people go see hobbs and shaw and they're like well time to take some cars throw them off the cliff <laughs> <laughs> that's my life now i'm going to swing from this helicopter because i yeah. saw a movie people aren't driven in that way to do that sort of thing well, i agree with that but that is not the position of uh, of a lot of people in the administration sure. who blamed video yeah. games immediately for last week this well, is true. Oh, i am going to kill my dog though <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. oh. that's Oh, that's Can true. we all kill your dog? Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Alex, <laughs> Alex made us do that. Yeah, sorry, everybody. Uh, Thank great you for the question, though. <laughs> yeah, very good. Uh, you, sir, right there. What's your name? What's your question? My name is Pablo, sir. Nice. Hey, Pablo. Hello. Sir. Uh, that's good. A lot of respect on this stage right now. <laughs> Miss Gatewood, sir. Um, <laughs> Hello, Miss Gatewood. How you doing? For the podcast listeners, <laughs> Alex said, call me Miss Gatewood. All right, two things to address pretty quickly. Um, Ooh, first off, that logo is cool. Oh, oh thank, thank you. you. Oh, you have a new logo. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. Very Kirby Crackle. Yeah, that's right on. Yeah. Uh, it's designed by Stefan Lawrence, who you can check out online. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's so nice. We still got him in the pocket. All. all these years, he's just designing logo after logo. Mm. He finally approved one. <laughs> It's been 10 years since he went over the plate. 10 years? <laughs> wow. Okay. Number two, I love, your, I love your, your, you guys' stuff, man. You guys are great, um, especially on Wrong Earth. It's oh, thanks, great. man. Um, pretty quickly, um, we t- you guys spoke about Fiend restaurants early in the show, so I'm We're wondering. Good. This is uh, just as controversial as what we just talked about. <laughs> You can say that. Yeah. Um, well, let's see what the question is. It might uh, be. Yeah. Uh, that's true. Um, what is your favorite character? And what? And and wow. You, no, you, you, no, sorry, I, I, dis- say it, I distracted you. I distracted. Yeah, you. Yes, yes, you did. Um, your favorite character, and would you ever see that character has a theme, having a theme restaurant? Nice. I yeah. love this question. It's it's very this charming. Uh, I would love to see a the hunt themed restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> It's good. Well, you know, that's how it used to be for all of us. Uh, every restaurant was the hunt. Yes. That's, uh, that's very earlier in our... <laughs> yeah, Do you guys have a favorite totally character? I guess we could probably open it up to, like, favorite TV show or favorite movie or something like that. Yeah. Yeah? Okay, cool. Okay. Uh, that you would like to see as a theme restaurant. That isn't already, so Forrest Gump is already taken. Yeah, no, for, no Forrest oh. Gump is out. Oh, I guess I ideas. Technically, I, I mean, the, the restaurant's Baba. And then Forrest Gump is just heavily featured. It's very confusing. (laughs) But the shrimp is good. I don't know about that. (laughs) But sure. Um, You know what? I would love to see, you know, maybe Swamp Thing. Like, like, definitely Cajun. You know, a lot of gator. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's Low good. Fans. Probably vegetarian. Might be ve- uh, it'd probably be vegetarian though. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, um, I was thinking in comics. One of my favorite characters is Howard the Duck, but I can't imagine him running any restaurant I'd want to go to. <laughs> so uh, so that's a good restaurant. Don't no. order the duck. My my um uh, like um so we'll say Lena Lamont from Singing in the Rain. You know, so it's just a. <laughs> It's raining the whole time. <laughs> a weather feature. Yeah, yeah. a weather feature. <laughs> kind of classed it Wait, up there, Kimmy, too. if they opened a glow-themed restaurant, what would they serve? Oh, yeah. glow-themed restaurant. Oh, my God. Coke. It would be like... <laughs> Knuckle sandwiches. and... Uh, <laughs> Knuckle sandwiches and Pop Rocks. <laughs> Great. I'm eating there. Yeah, yeah, wine coolers for the yeah. beer. Yeah. Oh, oh baby. Like, Bartles and James. All your 80s. Oh, wow. Wine coolers. 
What a, that's mm. so funny. Oh, I really broke. We ate no. a lot of like Cheetos and Dorito type thing, like yeah. snacks on Totino's set. pizza roll. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it was fun to see the old Doritos bags and the old like uh, Mountain Dew stuff. Yeah, it was fun to see the. We old have to actually eat. Like they'll put the actual snacks in the bags, and so we'll, I'll open them up and be like, "Whoo, cheese!" <laughs> <laughs> Did you get upset because they were nacho cheesy or not nacho cheese? <laughs> They were just plain nacho cheese. cheese. Important (laughs) distinction for the chip heads out there. Uh, A lot of nerds. A lot of nerds candy. (laughs) Do you you guys have an answer? Uh, Oh, yes. Starman again. uh, Starman themed restaurant. Oh, boy. boy. I mean, 10 years you've liked Starman. It's just a coincidence. I don't talk about it every day. No, he does. He does. Everything is served on a... Same (laughs) go-tos. Everything's served on a cosmic... cosmic Uh, uh, 10 years. Thank you. Be with like a Punisher restaurant where they shoot the food directly at your mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be nice. It would be f- nice. nice. Yeah, you would shoot the food in your mouth. You don't nice. have to worry about it. You don't have to worry. No, about I was just talking about shooting. You exclusively the food. have to worry about it. If they're shooting it in your mouth, yeah, that would be great. You what a mark. It's like a T-shirt gun, except with nachos. Yeah, exactly. What's not to love about that? Just open your mouth and food gets shot in there. I do not live the same life. What are you? Your hands are tired. Yeah. I like to know when the food's coming into my mouth, so I can chew and sashimi. Not <laughs> I'll have the steak. No, I have the. You prefer to control the velocity of the food. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't order the foot long. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, do you have another? Uh, uh, yeah, I would, uh, after my favorite um, 80s cartoon, I would say gummy bears, where everything is tired. <laughs> Cute. Honestly, I thought you were going to say snorks, and I thought you wanted to, I thought you wanted to eat a snork. Yeah. Do you want to eat a snork? Uh, I don't know. Maybe they're delicious. Yeah. That's right. Do you do it uh, top snack? First, or what? <laughs> I think I think they cut. We'll leave that for the back matter. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Uh, great question, Pablo. I think we are out of time. Unless anybody has one more question. One more question. One more quick question for one. No, more. nobody. Okay. Wait, can I have a, ask a question? What, yeah. What's up with your socks, bro? Pete. <laughs> Pete. Oh, yeah. Wait, Pete, talk into the microphone oh, for our audio yeah. podcast. We have, um, these socks are made for us. They feature our heads. Oh, wait, are they <laughs> all of your awesome. individual heads? Or are they just, oh, <gasps> cute. Yeah. And of course, <laughs> they're, they're oh, only, uh, Justin. Don't worry, I remembered to wear them so too. Pale. Oops, no, I did. <laughs> well, I'm so pale. But it's because it's on a yellow sock. <laughs> <laughs> I look better. That's just his skin. I look better Those on the are green. so, would you have red ones? What's going on? Those are uh, Apple Sisters. No, yeah. Show us yours. Yeah, which color uh, was it? You oh, this is my Alan. face. It's wearing a Spider-Man mask. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wow. That's Those are cute. Just taking care of the kids today. Seat. I didn't have time to put on socks. So you, uh, so you wore your adult Spider-Man socks? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll show you how to get dressed, son. Put on your Spider-Man socks and go to work. Uh, this is how you earn a living. You look yeah. professional. Yeah. That's it for your audience question. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Yeah. We're now going to turn it to our next section, which is trivia. And for that, we turn it over to my good friend, Pete LePage. Pete right. LePage, the star of trivia. Kimmy, since you've been gone, Pete has yeah. become the star of trivia. Oh, my God. That, Before, this is what I've heard. I mean, yeah. he put a yeah. full-on murder mystery That's without right. murder. It was, um, <laughs> it was just a mystery, actually. Well, there probably yeah. was a murder. We just don't know about it. <laughs> what, what you'll find, I don't want to ruin too much, but yeah. it's not just one trivia quiz. Yeah, there's multiple trips. Are there's this the part we get I don't back? understand. Okay, <laughs> yes. I'll be quiet. 
this is part we give back to you, the lovely audience. Thank you so, so much for showing up. It's an opportunity to win 25 free dollars in the form of a gift card to Midtown Comics. Because if you had 25 bucks, you go to the comic book shop. Who would like 25 free dollars? A simple raising, raising of the hand. Raising of the hand. Yes, oh, you yeah, casual right. first hand up guy. Come on up here. Glow right. fan rooting for him. All right, yes. here we go. Uh, remind us of your name again. Ron. Ron, audience, audience, Ron. Uh, Ron, I'm going to read you a question. Listen to all three possible answers. Get all three questions right. $25 yours. Today's trivia is on topical comic news. You do say that every week now. <laughs> cool. I think uh, we just know now. Okay, great. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I'll save it for... It's Ron's first time here, all right? I'll save it for our notes session we do after every okay, show. Okay, great, great. Where we give each other notes about the performance. Yeah, yeah, when we do that. <laughs> yeah, well, we always do that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I have a lot of notes for you today. It's a lot of back matter. Is yeah. this back matter? It's, it's sort of back, back, matter. back matter. Okay, Oh, right. yeah, we right. also right. strip down and fuck each other. No. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it! Uh, hey, this is a family Oh, that here. offended everyone. Yeah, yeah. That's too far. Yeah. But that's the kind of edge we have to pursue. <laughs> that's important for the culture. Okay, I'm sorry. Thing. I'm sorry you have to be too here Too edgy for, this. for yeah. Tylenol. Yeah. Uh, the Avengers comic will be going on an epic space adventure in, in November. What is the name of that arc? Is it A, Starbrand Reborn? B, Space is Crazy, <laughs> or is it C, Christopher Guest? So it's either A or it's B. It's A. A is correct. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Space is crazy. <laughs> I love it. All right, question number two. The Flash number 76 is finally going to have, is it A, the Flash running backwards, B, the death of the Speed Force, or C, Tisha Campbell Martin. So <laughs> it's either A or it's B. B is correct. Yay! The death of the Speed Force. Glow fans are really smart, Pete. We knew this, right? Okay, okay. I love Glow the idea that the, fl- the fans are waiting for the Flash to run backwards. <laughs> yeah, like, we've seen him go forward so many times. So many times. Let's see him go back. It's harder. It's harder. What happens it's if he very runs? very hard to run back. It's currently in development. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Last one. Who just re-signed with DC Comics and is teaming up with Scott Snyder for the biggest adventure yet? Is it A, Greg Capullo, B, Jock, or is it C, Bill Murray? So it's either A, A. if you would like $25. Yes, there you go, sir. $25 free dollars. Congratulations. You're welcome. So, oh, wow. Look, All right, guys. Uh, now, I mentioned there's a perhaps a second trivia quiz going right. on there. As we all know, if there's one name who is synonymous with comic books, it's John Candy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the third answers of Pete's quiz always seemingly tied to a John Candy movie. That's right. How many movies do you have left at this point, Pete? I'm not telling you. No. <laughs> so it's like two. You're not I wouldn't say it's, to call them John Candy movies is a bit of a stretch. Sure. It's a John Candy if he ghosted Past the studio. <laughs> no, he's got to be in it. He's yeah. got to be in it. But he oh, doesn't okay. have to be doing it. Are you looking much. at the IMDb page or what are you doing here? I'm not fucking telling you. Oh, so it's the IMDb no, page. No, he's consulting the fucking ghost of John Candy. <laughs> what do you right. think he's doing? We play Ouija uh, every night and then, uh, yeah. You get, and, John, you're like, you conjure John Candy yeah, every night. Right. Like, give me a fucking break, dude. <laughs> no, he's like, thank you for repping my shit. Oh, cool. 
I don't think that's what he was saying. <laughs> uh, your three answers. So Christopher Guest. Sure. Tisha Campbell Martin. Great. I like that you need to scroll. You don't even remember. And <laughs> Phil Murray. Bill Murray. It's, uh, it's reading. So. Yeah, it's reading. It's but they're all pictures. What? No, it's reading is what we're talking about. Oh, reading. That's, That's not the name of the movie. Uh, Kevin gets first crack. What is it, Kevin? I love that you did Little Shop of Horrors without going to any of the main cast. That's right. Uh, that is wow. good. He does. He is our quiz master, and he makes heck? it difficult. Yeah. There you, you go. Kevin Way to go. is a, uh, also reading the IMDb page. Savant. <laughs> Tisha Campbell. Tisha Campbell. Right, Clear giveaway. Wow. Well, good job. Nice. Kevin, you win nothing. Uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> As we all know, tomorrow is New Comic Book Day. We recommend you go to Midtown Comics because they've been nice enough to sponsor the show. Pete, That's what right. are you looking forward to? I'm actually looking forward to Black Hammer Justice League number two. Ooh, any particular oh. reason why? Uh, there was a big twist in the last uh, issue. I'm very excited to see where it goes. <laughs> Great. So this is two super teams, Justice League. You guys all know them. Black Hammer is almost a non-super team. Uh, they're a uh, Justice League-esque team who has been trapped in a farm for decades and unable to escape. Most of the comic book is very existential in a way uh, as they ponder their own lives and existence and careers. Uh, and they've switched places. So to Pete's point, it should be very interesting to see what happens next. A non-super team and a super team world, uh, vice versa. Do you know anything about that? I, I do, actually. I, yeah. Interesting. I, I picked up the first issue. Which oh, really there good. you go. Yeah. All right, cool. Justin, what are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to uh, Powers of oh, X number God. two uh, is coming out for Marvel tomorrow by Jonathan Hickman. Uh, it's super dense uh, relaunch of the X-Men. Yeah. That's where I love the, when, when it's like a great comic, you're looking for something that's super dense. You I know do. Know? I love information. Oh, yeah, just I like, like I, love about I want a lot of reading. <laughs> Really? Honestly, like if comic books could not just be words, but it's like words all jumbled together, so it's harder to read them. Yeah, <laughs> you would That's get into what that. I want. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Justin words. actually invites me over, and I usually crumple up his books. Yeah, exactly. Real Makes tight. A stack the words, make them dense. <laughs> Uh, looking forward to that. Also, a book that I don't know if it comes out tomorrow. Everything number one. That's uh, September. It's in September, but that's a great book, too. Yeah. And we uh, review it. Uh, <laughs> we're going to have both those books in our Stack podcast that comes out Wednesday at 9 a.m. Also, a note on that, if you regularly listen to our Stack podcast, that will continue to be in our Comic Book Club live feed, but we've actually set up a separate feed for the Stack as well that you can subscribe over there if you just don't want to listen to this stupid live show for whatever reason. <laughs> It'd be great. Crazy if you were listening to this and were like, finally, I don't have to do this anymore. <laughs> but well, that's your choice. But we did there get a go. review that somebody said, like, I hate their live show and I love the staff. Yeah, I'll tell you what, Logan still hasn't answered why he doesn't like the live show. What are you afraid of, Logan? Yeah, where are you at, Logan? <laughs> Uh, what am I looking for? What are you looking for? I'm disappointed no one said glow. Oh, <laughs> How wait, dare nice. you? Is a new issue coming out tomorrow? I don't, I, well, I don't you know. Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was also looking forward to Powers of Ten. That's how it's pronounced, That's Justin. Not accurate. Okay. Uh, Powers of Ten, number two. Uh, I'm going to mention Event Leviathan, number three, from DC Comics is yeah. also coming out. Uh, this is a mystery uh, spanning the DC universe. So far, it's been a lot of fun. We'll have a review of that tomorrow as well. Kimmy, plug your stuff. What should people be checking out? Uh, go go to my Instagram. <laughs> nice. Kimmy Katewood. I'm in Skatewood if you nasty. Uh, 
yeah, I, I think I plugged everything. Just watch Glow season three and one, one, two, and three if you haven't watched it. And, nice, fantastic. Uh, yeah, I, I have some great. The uh, I'm I'm working on some directorial stuff. So just keep up with my shit. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm psyched to be here, guys. This it's, is so, it's so it's so great to have you back. <laughs> Uh, We've been doing the show. I mean, you guys have been doing the show for so long. Yes, so long. We do it more frequently now. It's too much. Yeah, we saw each other on like Saturday morning this week. Yeah, we did. That's good. You guys came over for bagels. It was great. I appreciate that you even used the same theme song. We love it. Yeah. Wait, there was actually, there was a question in the Patreon Slack about one of the lyrics. I don't know if you oh, remember yeah. the lyrics nope. at all. Uh, maybe. What, what is that the question? That would be crazy uh, if you did. So we'll, I... we'll look it up while we yeah. uh, have okay, Stuart great. and Jamal plug their stuff. Stuart, plug your stuff. What should people check out? Uh, okay, well, I mentioned uh, Captain Ginger and Bronze Age Boogie. Um, uh, also, uh, From Ahoy, Second Coming, issue two will be out tomorrow, along with uh, the second printing of the sold-out issue number one. So those will both be out together. It's a great uh, book. I'm definitely getting yeah, the second it's issue. It's good stuff. first issue was um, so good. I've got, uh, personally, I've got a uh, Batman book, Batman Nightwalker, coming out in October. It's oh, a young adult graphic novel um, based on a prose novel by Marie Lu um, with fantastic artwork by Christ- Christian Wild Goose. Um, that'll be out early October. And I've also got an X-Men novel novel out now, uh, X-Men The Dark Phoenix Saga, which came out a month or so ago. Nice. nice. Oh, very cool. You uh, say Christian Wild Goose? Christian Wild Goose. That's wow. a great name. Yeah, That's yeah. awesome. He's coming over for New York Comic Con. He's British, but uh, I'm hoping we'll all do a signing together. Jamal, plug yourself. Okay, so the stuff that is out in stores right now, so we have the Volume 1 of The Wrong Earth, which is uh, Ahoy Comics. That's in stores. I also did a 10-page story with Colin Bunn recently for Aftershock for their Shock anthology. That's also in stores. I'm currently working on... The third issue of White, which is the sequel to Black with Kwanzaa Sajpajo and Tim Smith, and that will be out sometime next year. I'm doing the covers for Dragonfly, Dragonfly Man, which is coming out from Ahoy Comics in November. The first issue comes out in November, so I'm doing the covers for those. And then next year... And that's a prequel to The Wrong Earth. Yes, and then I will be doing the second... Book of the Wrong Earth sometime next year. So cool, awesome, very cool. Uh, do we have the phrase? Ooh, thanks for bringing it up. Great. Awesome. Oh my god, I can't okay, wait. Okay, so, so... Uh, they sit on crappy couches and they let their secrets leak. Occasionally, they will let their special guests speak. <laughs> so grab your and the choice is folk. Oh yeah, people inhaler. Put up, inhaler. Inhaler. Yeah. It's inhaler. inhaler. All right, there we go. Grab your inhalers. Right. Uh, other options were women pillows, gold, <laughs> golden hammer, Denver omelet, and peekaboo holes. Some no. of those are inside. No, that's back matter shit. It was yeah. an inhaler. <laughs> All right, there we go. So, yeah, you guys used to really sit on crappy, like these crappy crap. You really upgraded to these. Really, well, well honestly, two, of you, no, two of you upgraded to nice comfy No, I'll tell you what, last week live on the show, we broke a couch here. So. <laughs> we broke the crappy <laughs> couch. Wow. No, it's back there, bro. Yeah. What happened? Uh, somebody sat on it. It broke. <laughs> it's a cheap couch. I will say, I'm always... not doing good, like, PSA for comic book readers right yeah. now. Exactly. <laughs> Watch out for those couches. They're deadly. I will say, uh, describing our show as letting our secrets leak <laughs> has always been just super accurate to uh, the way we speak in general. It's a good theme song. I mean, you have a special ops guy here today. You know? <laughs> a couple of quick things to plug before we go. If you like this show and want 
to support it, patreon.com slash comic book club. We do have that Patreon Slack we mentioned, as well as a bunch of other fun bonuses. You can check out, we do a bunch of other podcasts as well, our currently running ones. Uh, after Krypton, our Krypton podcast is wrapping up for the Thank season. God. All right, stop it. <laughs> wow. Tomorrow, uh, it's been a joy to do that one with Pete. Uh, and what else do we have? Preacher Man, our Preacher podcast is currently running. That's going to be wrapping up soon as well. Uh, Riverdale podcast, Riverdale After Dark, is coming back. Wait, you very guys have this many podcasts? Oh, we yeah, just saying, podcasts. We see each other all the time. Oh my God, yeah. you're sweating. Yeah, it's too much. It, it's like how you're around for a long time and you, people have kids. Yeah, yeah. keep having podcasts. <laughs> oh, I, I'm starting a podcast. Hey. 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 You ca- didn't even know about it. I it forgot. <laughs> it's called The Mother of All Shows. It'll be on yes. Erios. Yeah. It's all uh, looking at motherhood through an anthropological point of view. I know. Ooh, that's Super cool. crossover. Have us on. Cool. Pete, what do you want to plug? Friend us on Facebook so you get to know about the amazing guests we have on our live show. Follow us on Twitter at Comic Book Live. Check us out at comicbookclublive.com for this podcast and many more. You can subscribe on iTunes, <laughs> Android, Stitcher, Spotify, or the app of your choice. A couple of people we want to thank before we go. We want to thank Kimmy for being on the show. Stuart! Jamal! Boothman Prime! But most of all, we want to thank you guys. We're here every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Totally free. Please tell your friends good night! Thanks, everybody. Thanks for coming out! Turn it up! Turn it up!